What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 8 to 15, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 17th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood. And I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fatherhood matters. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace the fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and to have fun in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is Brandon Scarborough, and this guy loves his girls, and he is very vulnerable in sharing the divorce that he is in, the surprise divorce at that. And what I love so much is the way that he is grieving while loving his girls, coming alongside, serving them, and very specifically, not allowing this part of their story to negatively define their future. And he is working intentionally daily, as you and I, to love and serve our families well, to build the fatherhood legacy that we desire. Enjoy meeting my friend, Brandon. All right, welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes. And as always, I'm smiling ear to ear because I absolutely love talking fatherhood with incredible dads. I'd like to welcome Brandon Scarborough to the podcast. What's up, Brandon? How you doing, Ned? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing great. I am really excited just to talk life with you and just to kind of pause in the middle of our day and and uh, just share some stories. So looking forward to it. So I'm going to rapid fire a few questions. How old are you today? I am 41 years old, recently 41 years old. Okay, happy birthday. And how many children do you have and what are their ages? I have three girls uh, aged Ellie, who's aged 11, Logan, girl who's aged six and Jordan also female uh three years old so okay love it love it girls are so sweet um and then where do you live I live in Overland Park Kansas so Kansas okay you, you know I'm I'm two streets away from Kansas City Missouri so when you're thinking looking on the map the flyover country flyover area that's it Okay. Okay. Awesome. And then, and then typically, you know, we will also, you know, where are you at in, in the relationship with the moms? And, uh, you had shared that, that recently divorced. Very recently divorced. Um, been, been a very, very long year. And I have my 11 year old is, I have a, I have a child with a friend. We've been successfully co-parenting her entire, her entire life. And now recently getting into the 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 co-parenting of my two my two youngest so it's a beautiful thing that they they are familiar uh my two youngest are familiar Mm. with their their older sister switching houses back and forth and they also have a older brother who switches houses and um you know not necessarily something that was desirable but all things considered them uh they used to ask when they were younger, why don't I get to switch houses? And it's uh-huh. like, oh, <laughs> it, 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 it's because your your mom and I are married, and uh, that's no longer the case. And it's it's yeah. obviously been a, a incredibly long year for uh, a, a lot of people. And wow, to add that on to though, yeah, to add that on, and uh, you, you know their their mother is a pediatric anesthesiologist, so. She's a, a a a doctor that you know in the middle of a, a pandemic and uh, kind of a a shocking divorce to to you know I don't really get into the details about it a shocking divorce something that wasn't uh, planned I I had no idea it was happening and mm-hmm. one day I'm married one day I'm married the next day I'm navigating life in a a, a completely a, a completely different way I'm. Uh, you know, we are fortunate enough to have two homes. So I, I, I'm living 45 minutes away and in, in a home that was, we recently built on a lake that's supposed to be this beautiful, uh, you know, sanctuary that we go to, to relax. And 
I have the blackout shades down and uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen with my life, you, you know, yeah. and wow. you go from uh, this is nothing, nothing against her. She worked a lot more than I, she worked a lot more than I did. So I was responsible for, uh, uh, I would say I was the primary caregiver to my, to, to my two youngest and, I woke them up every day, took them to school, put them to bed. And for all that, the change has been, uh, wow. You know, uh, soul crushing is the the term I used at the beginning. And, and now it's just adjusting and, and figuring out, you know, navigating this, this new life because a six and a three-year-old, they, they're, they're never going to remember their mom and I together. Right. So yeah. it's, yeah. It's how, how do I build this life for them moving forward? Um, I, 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 I will say that, that I, I know a lot of people have been through a lot of horrible, horrible things. And I, I have friends that have lost children and uh, having to tell my 11 year old daughter that her stepmom and I were getting divorced was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Um, wow. And the look on her face and, you, you know, that's the part about divorce. I don't think people really talk about is hmm. she, she wanted to know what she did wrong. You know, Damn, really? Her. It's like you, you say you, you hear people say that, but then for you to really go, man, I, I tell my 11 year old and then she, immediately felt that huh dude i i mean i have tears in my eyes building up right now to think about that moment wow and now to look forward you know nine months later and see how resilient kids can be and how much different our lives look right our lives look completely different it's I feel like it's the four of us now we just added a a a fifth female member to our family a a a, a little labradoodle which nice. my, my 11-year-old's also very uh very intuitive and uh, she, we were in the car we were in the car a couple of weeks ago and I knew that she had already got her little sisters onto this and she was like dad it's been a really long year you know we've been through a lot and uh you know, I think it's time for us to to start to move on. We're we're, we're going to start to to build this together, and I feel like that would be a lot easier if we had a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> oh man! That's... So by by Friday, we were all three together. Yeah. We, we were picking out our our, our new puppy. Uh, uh, she's strategic, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you, you know, and the fact that the fact that you and I are sitting here laughing right now. It took me six months to laugh. You know, I, I, I say I, I slept for two Hmm. months (laughs) outside of my time getting my children and, you know, driving back and forth to spend a couple hours with your children and navigating how all that is different. And again, for my 11 year old who she's never had to deal with any of I guess that freshly separated and divorce, just kind of back and forth angst, I, I guess, where you're trying to yeah. follow everything by the book and you are, you know, if this is your time, that's your time. And my, my 11 year old, she goes wherever she wants. So it's her mom and I have had, we did every other night. This is kind of how we started. Uh, but we've never had any sort of issue with the go. If my daughter says on Tuesday afternoon that she wants to come over here and hang out, then she comes over here and hangs out. If she wants to go yeah. with her mom, she goes with her mom. No, we have a, a, a little bit of structure based on vacations and Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, ha- we, we have our routine, but really it's, it's a true 50 50 every decision uh her mom and i ride to games together uh mm. you, you know it, it, it it's it's that close we we discuss everything for her to see 
and, and I'm highly confident it will get that way. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In my, it, 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 with my ex-wife, it just takes time. You know, there's a lot of feelings involved with the divorce. It's a, yeah, it's a uh, very tough situation, and uh, especially at this stage of life when you actually have a life. <laughs> you know, you have a life. You, you your financials stuff's established. You, you you're kind of in that stage. I mean, we had business interests together and a second home you know there's just so it's much of that stuff. it's a lot and my 11 year old having to see that has been tough now my steps uh, my stepson and her are in the same grade as well at the same school wow so uh and they were best friends so that has also hmm. been a difficult uh, thing to navigate and maybe not as much for, for him because he's already had to do it once. Right. He's had to do right. the Ellie's mom and I were never married and, you know, so she hasn't had to, had to see all this stuff. So that's been really difficult and, you know, a lot of difficult questions, but the the one thing I've taken from this is how incredibly resilient kids can be and home really is where you're at. You you know, I don't want to get into the details, but go from a, a very nice house to I'm renting a house, the first house I can find that's close to them, you know, that's yeah. uh, and establishing all their, their stuff and their routines and, you know, now, now we're into this routine and it's, it's amazing. And I, I want dads out there to know, like, it can feel normal. Like it can feel like that's your, that's your normal life. Right. And, uh, we have a routine and I have conversations with, uh, with two different moms and it can work. It's not easy, but neither being at home every night with your kids. I mean, yeah, you just figure it out. Yeah, you just figure it out. So it sounds like the routine. So the routine has been pretty helpful in this to establish that routine for the kids. Yeah, uh, I think that's everything that's, uh, you you know, especially when it gets into sports and activities. And now my 11 year old you know, spends a lot of time in her room and comes up for her feedings and, you know, she's talking to her friends and wants to do, uh, you're, you're, where is her softball stuff? Like, I'm going to hang up with you on this podcast. I'm going to load up her soccer stuff and her softball stuff. I'm going to drive it over to her mom's and I'm going to give it to her mom because she's taking her to softball practice tomorrow night. You know, and, and the biggest thing with that is, there can be a, a, a lot of frustration that you have to avoid. And it's completely changed the uh, way that I parent is you have to have patience in that. I think back, I don't even remember what it was. I come from a divorced home, but my situation was, I was just with my dad every other weekend. Right. So all okay. my stuff's all my stuff stayed at my mom's house. In this instance, where's her book bag? Where's their, where's this pair of shoes? Where's this pair of cleats? Where's yeah, it, navigating all that without getting frustrated with them. Like it's not, it, it's not their job to remember where all this, where all their stuff is back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. That's re- That's really good. Um, well, I'm sure we might get back into some of that. Um, but I'm going to ask you a few more of my, my, uh, my questions up here is, when you think about being a dad, you know, and you you kind of made mention of it that your dad you saw every other weekend, but when you think about being a dad, what was the best example? Is there a person that you saw as a really good example or maybe a resource that was really helpful for you on your uh, adventure of fatherhood so far? You you, you know, I my adventure of fatherhood started at a uh, a pretty. Uh, so I, I I'm a, a recovering alcoholic, and the first year of 
the first year of my daughter's life, I, I was not, I was not sober. And, uh, of your 11 year old of my 11 year old. So, uh, you know, I, I knew the the second I had known for a long time that I, I probably had a, a problem with drinking. I knew the second that I saw her, that that was something I, I needed to figure out. You, mm. you know, I, people, people talk about it and, and say things after the fact, but that truly I always wanted little girls. Like I mm. always wanted to have little girls. My, my father was, very hard uh, on me growing up with regards to sports and you know I'm thankful for it it, it, it was I would say my father was a, a, a good example on pushing yourself and getting the most out of yourself uh, but he, he could be a little hard at times and uh, just a little side note here my my dad is about was a bounty hunter my whole life. So if, oh, wears wow. a Har- wears a Harley shirt every day, and just the kind of guy that you look at him and you think there's no way if I punch him in the face I'm hurting him. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know I used to uh, yeah, on, that's our, pretty gnarly. Yeah, on our weekends I used to ride in the 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 back of the car when he would go have to bail people out of jail or go pick somebody up and. You know, it's uh, you look back on that stuff and what's uh, when you ask for examples, I think the, the, the biggest thing I've learned out of all of this in fatherhood is everybody's trying to do the best they can. Right. Like this yeah. is not yeah. this is not easy. I, I, I used to be very frustrated about my upbringing and, you know, how I and then I look back and I'm like this is hard. Life is hard, right? There's a lot of, uh, uh, of bumps and bruises that, that, that come along with it. And, um, you, you, so you ask for exa- a lot of my examples came from watching other parents and, and more than anything, I got sober when my daughter was a year old and, it was, they call it a burning bush moment. For me, it was, I had her from nine to six on Saturdays. This is, I'm, I'm going through the same thing again, but at the beginning there was a set custody schedule, you know, we've evolved, but nine to six on Saturdays was my big day. And it was a, a March, March madness was going on. KU Kansas was in the final four. And I got hammered the night before. I mean, hammered. And my next day, my day with her is, you know, I'm telling, trying to tell everybody I'm this great dad. I, 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 I need 50-50 custody and this, all of this stuff, you know, all of that. She comes over, yeah. she's got her, she's got her pacifier in and I can tell it's beautiful outside. Beautiful. And I can tell all she wants to do is just hang out with her dad, go outside, go do something. And I'm looking at her like, all I want you to do is take a nap so I can yeah. take a nap. And that day, actually her mom was dating a guy that was in AA and I knew that. And I was like, Hey, you know, that guy you're dating that's in AA. Do you think there's any way I could talk to him? And she was like, sure. He called me. Wow. And he was like, meet me at Panera bread in 30 minutes. And I haven't drank since that day. And that's what, wow, <laughs> bro. yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I haven't drank since that day. And, uh, you know, I tell, uh, it, it truly saved my, my life and has changed the trajectory of my life. And, uh, you know, I actually ended up moving back in with her mom while I was getting sober so I could see my daughter every night. And she allowed me to do this. Wow. So I moved back into my house <laughs> that uh and i see my daughter every night so uh you know we i i have a pretty special bond with my 11 year old uh because of that yeah. and um so a, a lot of my examples were just watching other I, I think i switched from being impressed by accolades and money 
and guys that are able to, you know, I was this party guy that was focused on money, that focused on his career to where I switched that to where the people I want to surround myself with are people that are great dads. And I started looking at examples like that, people that show up for everything. And I told myself on that day, I'm never going to miss anything that my kids do. Now, does it, has it happened? Mm. Yes. But I set that as a precedent for me. Like, they have a recital, I'm going to be there. They have a soccer practice, I'm going to yeah. be there. Now, it can't, it, you know, life does happen and have I, but I would say I'm batting it. <laughs> I'm at least hitting that 95% clip. And, uh, you know, so for me, it's those were the examples are the dads that think it's really cool to be a dad out instead of thinking it's really cool to go to that strip club or, you know, yeah. get cheat on their wives or, or whatever. So, yeah. Man, that is a lot. That is a lot. And that is so powerful that you looked at your daughter and, you know, it's like I could see it. You, 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 you know, you said she's there with a pacifier one years old and that was the thing. And then, I mean, how, how sweet and special that then you got to see her every day through your sobriety. And, and that was like that reminder for you every day that you weren't, you know, that you, why you were doing it and you weren't set up, set up, you know, to be alone every other day by yourself with the the temptation of falling back into that, man. That's, that's a very special time. It, it, and one thing I did that was one thing I've done. Uh, I say it often. If there was one thing I would go, if my house was on fire and I was to grab, I've written something to all three of my kids every single mm. day of their life. Oh, so wow. I have, I know that we're not doing a video, but I have books that I write something to my, each one of my girls every single day. Wow, of their life. dude, that is incredible. And, and I've done that. And it just kind of tells in my, see, this is for my six-year-old. Uh, so I write, I write them something every day and, and just kind of be real about what's going on in my life. And I, I can't tell you how often I've looked back during hard times and read my young or my oldest daughter's book from before I was sober. And it's uh, like, you can see the wow. shift. You can see the shift in the, the parenting. And I put an email in there from her mom on the day I got, you know, went to my first AA meeting. That's like, you're doing this for your daughter. And you're doing this because we're going to raise an awesome kid. And it's just that kind of stuff. When I have hard times, I look back and I'm like, I don't have it too bad. You know, you, you know, I, I, I mm. but those are, those books li- literally are my most cherished possessions. I, 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 I yeah, I, yeah. I, I want so bad, you know, a lot of people look at, you know, I want to make it to, dance with my daughters at their weddings or whatever. One other thing I want to do is I want to make it to where I hand them those. I want these books, number one, <laughs> to make it through all the, you know, moving and all, all the yeah, different yeah. I, I, I kept it. I, I, her, my oldest daughters, I have one completely full and I keep it in a safety deposit box at a bank. I'm like, this is, it's yeah, literally, this is not going it's literally anywhere. in there literally in there with uh 1927 yankees autograph baseball and, and I, you know with babe ruth i would literally grab the the uh journal before anything else so that's incredible that's incredible man ah so good brandon um when you think about the role of the father i mean clearly you believe the role of the father is critical um, you look at the waves that have have come throughout life. Um, if you were to describe the role of the father in 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 just a couple of sentences, what what would that be? The role of the father is to be a good example for your children and show them to be a servant leader. That's a couple sentences. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I I really want my my girls to see that 
just being grateful for d- despite whatever situation you're in to to be grateful for it and that you're never going to regret doing things for other people you, you know and, and helping others it's there there's several things that can get you in a good mood. And one of them, I I always say you're never mad for me. It's you're never mad about going to an AA meeting. You're never mad about working out and you're never mad when you reach out to somebody to just talk to them or to see where they're at or to help them or to have that conversation with them and have that real genuine conversation about how Mm, life is going. So good. Because you never know the amount of people that, when they found out about my divorce was like, there is no way I would have ever imagined that you were getting divorced. It's like, Mm. you know, and I'm a pretty open book about a lot of this stuff. I didn't know. I, I, there was no way I thought I was getting divorced either. Don't get me, (laughs) don't get me wrong, but it happened. And, you know, people reaching out to me and I've had so many people reach out to me that I didn't ever think would reach out. And then I've had the complete opposite of people that I thought, man, I would hear from them a lot that I haven't heard from. And I've had to sit down and look at, is that because I'm not being proactive and reaching out to them and having conversations about their life? Because that's what I like to do. And and I'm used to, and that's what it was. It's like, think about all the people that have gone through I, I thought back about all the people that have gone through divorce. And if I called them, I didn't call any of them because I didn't know what to say. So it's like, so what do you say? So, so I mean, that's a great thing to bring up. Like you're here in this spot now. How does, how does a friend come alongside you? That is a wonderful question. Um, it, it, you know, for me, it's simply calling and saying, I'm thinking about you. Or how you? How are you yeah. doing? Nobody wants to talk about the details. God, I don't want to talk about the details. You know, right. nobody wants to talk about the why. And it's just, how are you doing? Um, are you getting any sleep? You, you, mm. you know, it's almost like the, almost like the new baby questions. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, how are, how, 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 how are you holding up? And. I would just say that to anybody listening that has a friend that is going through this time, reaching out, even if you don't get a call back, even if you don't get it, just asking how they're doing means so much. I mean, I can, I can go through the, the list in my head of all the people that continuously checked on me. And I will say that, there's at least three, three or four that I had no idea how good of friends we were mm. and, and how much they valued our, our friendship. I thought that people that have gone from acquaintances to where like they are, I'm going to make sure that I'm checking on them all the time too, because they've done such a great job at, at checking in on me and just, do you want to talk? And I always say no. <laughs> unfortunately but uh i'm starting to say but yes the a thing is more that often. they're asking that's yeah, the it, thing it, that it, is giving you that mo- that that uh acknowledgement that you're not alone and that somebody cares about you yeah there's no there's no roadmap to go through hard times right the the the, the way to get through the hard times is to to be open about it and yeah I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with, I, I don't avoid these conversations with my children either. I let them ask whatever they want to ask. And, you, you know, the one thing that I make sure is, is that there's no disparaging comments about, you know, their mother or what's going yeah. on. And that's, it's just focus yeah, on. That's important. It's so important and focus on what's, what's best for, for them. And that is not easy, Ned. I mean, it's not easy to, when, when you feel like your whole life is falling apart, your whole life is crumbling. But that's the one thing is like the second that I see them, 
I, I, I automatically switch into just, you know, that happy's coming. I don't know if that makes sense to, to you, but mm. I have certain, I have certain like tonight, I, tonight I have my girls on Wednesday afternoons. I will schedule to do the stuff that I think is the, like, like that I'm not looking forward to at all. Like the crappy stuff that could possibly put me in a bad mood because I know at five o'clock when I pick them up, that is gone. I will not think about it again. Like my yeah. focus, <laughs> my focus the whole is world just changes. Uh, just uh, instant happiness, right? Just instant happiness, and uh, you know the whole the whole night is going to be focused on them, and uh, it, it, you know it's not ideal, but it's. It, it it certainly gives keeps you motivated to 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 keep going, right? I, I I tell myself that every single morning, just keep going, just keep going, mm. keep moving forward. And it seems like though, with that keep going, it doesn't seem like you're just bulldozing over and burying things. It seems like you're still. I don't know what the word is, but, but you're experiencing life and you're not burying it to where one day it's going to explode. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I've done a lot of sitting in my feelings, a lot of sitting in my uh, feelings and just trying to figure out how to navigate this new, this new way of what, life. And like, how's that going to look for me? Yeah. How'd you give yourself permission to, to sit in your feelings? Like you don't hear a dude go, you know, I'm going to sit in my feelings. I clearly, I believe that that is a good thing to do, but how did you give yourself permission to do that? Uh, you know, luckily my, my, my close group of friends, uh, you know, I hate to keep going back to the, the sobriety thing, but a lot of AA is I get I get together when I was married get together with a group of guys and we talk about our feelings you know guys don't talk mm. about that stuff very often I, I do a lot of meditation I do a lot of journaling but it's always hard to in a lot of therapy I mean I am in a I I I talk to a therapist every week about what's going on with this. And that's been huge for me. And one of the things she tells me all the time, and she's like, you have to allow yourself to sit in these feelings. You're grieving. You're right. grieving. Uh, right. Divorce is the one thing I, uh, the, the, the thing I focus on is do that when you're not around your girls, like don't let them, uh. them, them see that, that, that part of, but have I cried? I, I mean, I've cried in front of my daughters during this. I've cried because this is not easy. It's, it, but I think it's okay for them to see see those emotions and yeah, definitely. Uh, and at the beginning, it happened at you know, it happens at random times. <laughs> you know, when you're you're unbundling your life that you're so accustomed to, and you know, I would cry when I they would ask questions or, you know, like when's mommy going to get here to, is she going to come to the house this weekend to hang out? You, you know, all that stuff that, that right. it's gut wrenching, but I, I also think it's okay to let your children know that you're sad sometimes. Yeah. But they, mo they mostly see me happy. Uh, yeah. I think, I mean, I think what you're saying is, is critical. It's like you are grieving and you're acknowledging that you are letting them see moments of it's not just dad's always has a smile on his face. Dad's always just, this is easy and not a big deal. It's a big deal, but you're not letting it dictate your, um, your, your being every day where it's like, they don't even want to be around because it's just too freaking sad. They, they make it pretty easy to be happy. I mean, the second yeah. they, the second they open the door tonight, they'll come running out, jump into my arms, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's our new normal, and it's okay. It's it, it it's going to be wonderful, and we're you know, I'm gonna do my best to set a good example for them, and uh, 
you know, people say so often that, you know, girls look at their, their, their parents and they, they, they're always get with somebody that's like-minded or whatever. I take my, I take each of my girls on a date every month. Uh, nice. you know, I buy them flowers on Valentine's day, try to open the doors for, try to do all the gentlemanly, yeah. uh, yeah. cliche things, but, uh, but it matters, but it matters. It Even if it is like cliche, cliche, it matters. Uh, Brandon, as I hear you talk, I mean, just through everything, it seems like you've really like looked at life as a, like evolving your growth minded person. Um, as these, you know, waves have come, you've, you've learned and grown from it. Um, as you've been a father and you've hit a few different stages of fatherhood, what have you learned about yourself? You know, I think one of the great things about, and it could be positive or, or something you want to change. I don't want to say negative, but, um, you know, one of the great things about kids is if, if we allow them, you know, a lot of times it's like looking into a mirror when we're dealing with our kids, not because they're acting like us, but because we're conflicted with maybe our, or confronted with our selfishness or our lack of patience or whatever. And it gives us an opportunity to either grow and become better or become frustrated with ourselves, I guess. So, so what at any stage, uh, in being a father, have you learned about yourself? Wow. Uh, you know, I, I think during, during this last year, I've realized how they're watching everything. Hmm. They see every everything you do every they're watching everything and i i I will say over the i've become incredibly more patient and i think calm and 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 less stressed is my six and 11 year old have both made comments to me about how different i am in that regard when i thought positive or negative like what are the, when they very, say you're very, different what do they mean positive. very positive i'll give you an example my daughter left her sink on and flooded her entire bathroom and she came up and you know she had these wet towels and i could tell she was really scared to tell me but instead of getting mad about it or anything, I grabbed a whole bunch of towels and we went down there and cleaned it up. And like 15 minutes later, she came up and she was like, dad, I just want you to know that I can't believe you didn't get mad at me about that. I can't believe you Hmm. didn't get mad and frustrated. You just helped me clean it up. I flooded the whole bathroom. You just helped me clean it up. And I kept saying, why is that? What's wrong? Uh, I would do that all the time. And she's like, I just can't explain it to you. You just came down there and helped me clean it up. You would have wow. never done that before. You would have never done that before. And I'm like, what do you mean? I guess I would have done that before, <laughs> but apparently I wouldn't, you, you know, and I, I've had a lot, I've had a lot of those moments, Ned, that have kept me going and thinking that, Hey, I, Maybe I, I did have some flaws as as a dad when I was married. Here's a chance. Here's another chance. I look uh, at that like here's yeah, a chance. Yeah. Here's a chance Dude, to, what's, to make it better. Yeah. What's so cool is that it I mean, just in our little time together, it's like it's not that you are in such a state of grief or despair that you're like, just leave the floor flooded. You know, like I can't get myself off the floor. It's more like because shit has just been so heavy, right? Like there are things that are just so heavy that this is something that we can just go take care of right now. It's it's okay. It's not a big deal. And what I would love for me and for other dads listening is to go like, okay, how do I live that way now without maybe the big heavy nugget of something happening? Like, how do I just let some stuff just roll off me a little bit more and surprise my kids, you know? And, and so that's number one that I saw. And number two that I saw is the relationship you have with your 11 year old. So, you know, sixth grader, 
middle school, 11-year-old, to feel that her relationship is tied enough with her dad to feel like one, he's going to be, he's going to be upset, but not so upset that I'm not going to come tell him. Right. So she comes to tell you. So it's not like you fly off the handle and are a madman. But then after the whole thing's over, she comes back to you and she's like, like she's having a relationship with you. She's complimenting you. It was one of the most awesome. Oh my gosh. Yes. And she's my six year old's done it. And, Wow. You know, I I, I, ha- I hate that it had to be, uh, I guess, I'm so grateful for my time with them now yeah. that yeah. I, I want them to want to come over all the time, right? I mean, I wear right. this, I wear this necklace every day, it's Memento Mori, I don't know if you heard of it, it's like, you can yeah. leave life right now, I, I, you know, remind myself, just live in the moment every time just live in the moment with your girls just mm, be, I love uh, that. my 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 sponsor says all the time to my aa sponsor will tell me just go be a kid with them for a little bit you can be a kid yeah. and a dad with them just go just go be a kid with them and how much those little moments mean where you are engaged and playing with them and like i'm looking forward to playing catch with them tonight and just it, 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 it makes me smile thinking about the time that I get to spend with them. Man. You I know? love how much you love your girls. So good, man. That's awesome. That, uh, uh, it's so good. Um, okay. I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions. Um, all right. So the podcast is fatherhood field notes. Clearly you have opened up your journal of life and field notes with us to share the, the, just everything. Um, and the, the mantra behind the whole thing is rebel and create. And, you know, this was born in my mind in 2015 when some dreams of mine uh, fell apart. And I realized like everything I wanted as a man to feel valued, needed, loved, respected, like I was leaving a mark on this earth. It, it came not from something I was doing outside my home, something I was building for the world to like pat me on the back, but it came from being a father. And, and, and the opportunity to love, serve, be an example to my kids. So the idea for me was rebel against, rebel against the idea that I have to build my legacy outside my home and then create uh, the legacy, the life, everything I desire inside my home. You know, and it could apply to so many things, you know, rebel against the Homer Simpsons and the Al Bundys and create, you know, like a father who just relentlessly loves his girls. Um, so what's something as you kind of think about that little mantra, rebel and create, and it could be on a small scale, large scale, whatever that you're rebelling against. And then what do you hope to create out of that rebellion? Like again, tearing down the walls of something. I think this is, this is a question that has my answer is, is, has changed from what it, it would have been a year ago. Mm. But right now, I want I want to rebel against the the, the coming from a, a, a so called broken home has to be that way, you uh. know that that it has to affect your kids in, in, in a negative light. I I read a book recently about you know the ACE scores. It's an ACE test. You know the child childhood ACE test is all these negative things that could uh, affect you and it's a 10 question thing and divorce is one of them and the more you say yes in this ace test the the more likely you are to you know succumb to you know be impoverished or uh, obese or whatever and i'm like i don't want this i want my girls to become strong resilient full of grit and show that this isn't going to affect them. And the other thing is I would love to, I think I have this already with my, my oldest daughter's mom. I want people to see that you can co-parent successfully. You can raise mm. great kids, happy kids that are, you know, thriving young adults that don't have to be negatively affected by your divorce. Yeah, and I, I I want to be able to uh, uh, effectively raise my daughters 
and to show that that doesn't have to be that coming from a divorce home is a, a negative thing. Yeah. Like I want, I want them to be like, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's beautiful to take, to take like the last nine hard months of, of, of something completely unexpected and go, this is what I'm going to make out of this. Right. Like this is what I'm going to take. I'm going to take all these pieces and I'm going to make something out of it. And, and, and I'm going to choose how it defines us. I think that's really beautiful to, we're going to do and to fight for. We're going to do it together. We're going to do it together. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have the Scarborough girls, the Scarborough girls, you look out for them here in 15 years. They're going to be be making waves in this earth, baby. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, man. Well, that kind of leads perfectly into my last question and it's a legacy question, you know, and you said it just now, but in 15 years, watch out for the Scarborough girls. You know, when you think about looking, let's just say, you know, 15, 20, 25 years from now, and, and you're looking into the lives of your daughters and, and the lives that they're living, what is it that you see? Not so much, you know, money, house, that kind of legacy, but how are they living each day? And you know that that is, you know, whether they would acknowledge it or not, it's all the hard decisions you made domino after domino after domino of days that you made these really hard decisions. Like what do you see their lives looking like because of the the choices you've made today? Well, my hope would be that when they think of integrity, they think of me and mm. they, they never saw me sway from the person that I say I want to be. They, they, they never saw me, you know, treat somebody negative they always saw me lend a, a helping hand to to somebody in need they oh, they saw me reach out to to people when uh and they saw me be real they saw you know they saw that life isn't easy but you know you live a certain way and things typically work out hmm. so gosh i think uh, Ned, that's such a great question i probably could talk but i think about that all the time and i I see certain people on social media that talk about their dads all the time and, you know, that may have lost their father. And, uh, I'm like, I would love that. I I want to be remembered by them. I want to be remembered as this person that did the right thing, did the right thing and, and, and lived by values and love and showed them love and, uh, tried to do what's right by them. But when I hear you say it, man, it, it is like from complete humility, which I know is probably weird to say or have a response to, but so many of us, me included, uh, I do things because I want to be perceived a certain way. And when I hear you share it and I see it on your face, it is coming not from a, I want to be remembered so that I was a the best kick-ass dad, but it's because of who you want them to be. Where yep. does that humility come from? Because I mean, maybe that's a strange question to ask and maybe you don't know, but dude, that is, that is a powerful characteristic of you. I appreciate that. I, I certainly don't look at myself that way, uh, but it always feels good to to be told that because that is the exact person that I want to be. Hmm. So, well, I thank feel you for like saying I can that. feel that's, it. It's, it's very, very kind, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you having this type of podcast. It's, uh, you know, it, I wish more men would talk about this because being a dad is, I say all the time, I can't remember what it was like before I, I had kids, but I don't want to because it's, yeah. the, it's, it's why we're living, right? It's why we're living yeah, is to, no doubt. And, you know, it certainly hasn't, when I say, when I said that they're watching everything, that came from a moment of me honking at somebody on, on the road and my child in the back seat saying, are you freaking serious? And my two-year-old, so, <laughs> so, so they, are, they are watching everything you do, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Oh man, Brandon, I I can't tell you um, how thankful I am just to have met you, to have um, you, the vulnerability to share your story 
I know other men listening, you know, just like you kind of said with the, with the, having a phone call, you know, for somebody to call and say, Hey, uh, how you doing? You know, for us to sit here and have these conversations really helps men to know they're not alone and to know that what they're fighting for matters inc- incredibly. It is so important, our roles as fathers. So, dude, keep being the man you are. Keep that growth-minded, evolving life and keep loving those girls and uh, and uh, being the dad that you are, my friend. Thank you, man. It's This has been awesome and honored to be on here, and I appreciate everything you do. Awesome, man. Until next time. Talk with you soon. Yeah, see ya. Just incredible. I so enjoyed that conversation with Brandon. I think when men get vulnerable, real, raw, share their life, really open up their field notes, it creates such an incredible opportunity for us all to grow and all level up together. I mean, the idea that we are doing this alone is just a lie. And so I hope that as you hear these stories, that you realize that you are not alone. And I love how Brandon said it, like, this is just hard. Life is hard. Being a dad is hard. But that doesn't mean that it's not worth it. That doesn't mean that it's not worth getting into, going after, fighting for. And I can just see and hear that this man continues to fight for his family and make big decisions to love and serve them well. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. Please remember what you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids spouse and community needs this is your guide ned shout together let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood and if you haven't already please take a quick second to write a review it helps spread the word that fatherhood matters talk to you next time 